welcome to Qubytes, your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. My name is Rene from Valorum Reply, and today we're going to talk about quantum computing for security and also the ethical implications of all of that. And for this, I'm very honored to have a special expert guest today, Rebecca Krauthammer. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, Rene. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks so much for being with us. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background as it relates to quantum computing and AI and all the related things? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to study AI at Stanford. Uh, and my journey kind of continued from there. I ended up in quantum computing a few years ago and um, really dove into the security use case after sort of playing it around in, in the sandbox that is quantum. And, and now here we are. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and I, I mean, there's always a big overlap between AI and uh, quantum computing. I mean, just dealing with linear algebra and all of that, you know, base math principles. And uh, by the way, for me, being a computer graphics guy, that's my background, basically, 3D computer graphics and all of that. It's also linear algebra, right? So it's like exactly. all the good stuff. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> vectors and matrices, folks. <laughs> that's it. Yep. <laughs> That's what you need. All right, let's dive into today's topics. Um, um, well, first of all, congrats for being part of the Forbes 30 under 30 list, which you were listed, which is really impressive on its own. But I know you also funded a few startups in the quantum computing field, like Quantum Ford and a few more. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your impressive journey and uh, what you're working on with your startups? Yeah, thanks so much. Sure. Well, it's it's been um, a really interesting journey. And so, yeah, as I said, I got in from the AI side. Um, really, my, my co-founders and I started Quantum Thought about three years ago. And the idea was that since Quantum's so early, um, that we would fund and start a number of different companies in the quantum application space. Uh, and the, the thing that became really, really clear early on was that there's... Um, there's a number of years before we get to fault-tolerant quantum computing, uh, and we're, we're heading there very fast, which is exciting. But the, the use case that is now, that is an imperative now, is on the cybersecurity side. And uh, the reason for that is you know, we, we know a few things about quantum computers, and one of them is that we have Shor's algorithm, which is, you know, as, as your listeners probably know, it's going to mess with public key cryptography. And so the um, the use case that we are working on now is is Q secure, and that's enterprise and government cybersecurity software, um, and that protects against things like quantum hacks as well as current hacks. And the thing that a lot of people don't think about is that there um, the the threat is very real now because if data is encrypted in a traditional way and it's taken now, it, if it has a shelf life, it can then be decrypted right uh, when that quantum computer rolls around. Yeah, that's that's what a lot of folks don't realize, right? Um, <laughs> like everything is stored. <laughs> it's like, right, yeah, right. Yes. so what's going exactly. to happen there, right? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely interesting. Once, so let's let's talk a little bit more about quantum security. And um, like you said, like a few of our uh, listeners or viewers or the audience in general. Um, they know a little bit about quantum security. We had a few um, episodes about it with a couple of mm -hmm. different guests. And so we talked about the threat it is for cryptography, like you mentioned. Or uh, I just recently saw some called the Q-Day, right? The day once quantum right. computers uh, will be powerful enough to crack RSA 204080 and, and things like that. Um, but anyhow, so 
you have this threat, but there's also opportunities, right? And so what is your opinion on those? And can you share some examples and advice for business leader? Like what is the, the threat we just talked about, but also what do you think could be the opportunities that can be tackled? Like, and do you have some advice to share? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're calling it Q day. They're calling it Y2Q, you know, the, the parallel to Y2K. Um, so it's, it's really, yeah, there, there's, there's a couple things to consider if you, know, you are a business leader or you're thinking about your own data, right? Um, the, the sort of RSA 2048 will be cracked about when there's 4,000 coherent you know, fault tolerant error corrected qubits. Uh, so that day, you know, experts say that's anywhere between five and, and 20 years off. Um, and again, if you have data that is sensitive in any way that needs to live on for longer than five years, say, then it needs to be protected in, uh, in a post-quantum way. And that's possible now. Um, so that's what we work on, right? You can use things like post-quantum cryptography, which is new, new uh, mathematical algorithms that are um, resistant to these types of quantum attacks. Um, and we also throw a, a good number of different quantum technologies in there. So one is quantum random number generation, mm -hmm. which is very interesting um, and also using different protocols. So I think that the opportunity here is that we can make security a lot stronger uh, and it, so cybersecurity in general has really come onto the radar in a big way in the last couple of years um, as hacks are you know, kind of continuously coming. Um, so the, the opportunity here is this stuff is not, um, well, what we, we try to do is we make it not hard to implement over existing systems to, to protect in a, in a stronger way from now attacks and future attacks. Okay. And, and basically also applying like a good, um, cybersecurity agility, right? That you're not, mm. and then you quickly switch out like your encryption or like your certification pieces and don't have it like spread. On this, exactly. yeah. uh, on this old uh, free eighty sixty computer, it's running our internet connection kind of a thing, right? Um, like I, I know I'm showing my age, but you know what I mean. It's like you know some some companies, it's just they have this super, sometimes old uh, infrastructure, but sometimes also very naturally grown, of course, and very heterogeneous, right? And that's a big challenge, of course. And exactly, so yeah. Basically, get ahead before it's too late. Get ahead before what, it's what too late. Yeah, do. that's right. Yeah. Um, um, but also important, like you said, is, of course, security in general um, and cybersecurity in general. And also when we think about AI, right, also from an ethical and responsible um, standpoint, because you want to secure your AI models because otherwise they could, for example, be hacked. Then someone could, uh, I don't know, retrain like with transfer learning or whatever. Right. And mm -hmm. introduce bias. And then you run your model, you know, inference and whatnot. And then you might wonder, hey, what's going on here? Um, but you might only wonder after, I don't know, months or years after it happened because you don't know because you have the black box, right? Anyhow, mm -hmm. uh, my question for you uh, was actually, uh, especially around the, the topic of responsible AI and, and digital ethics in general, uh, which yeah. is a topic near and dear to my heart. Um, what is your perspective on AI ethics and also uh, how does it apply to quantum computing, right? So let's let's get ahead of it, basically. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, it definitely near and dear to my heart. I know Renee, when we first talked, we, we nerded out a lot on this and, and this is just, this is such an important topic, right? And this is kind of why I got into this field in the first place. Um, you know, first I got into AI because technology, we, we interact with technology every day and it's just going to be more and more important in our lives. 
And so how do we ensure that that it's going to be good for humanity, that, that what we're doing is what we're building towards is, is positive. And so with quantum computing, we have this opportunity where um, when I first got into quantum computing a couple of years ago, uh, um, Jack Hittery from uh, Alphabet X, uh-huh. he had his team count the number of people in quantum computing, and it was 800 people. And it's it's grown from there, but it's still very small, and we have the potential to be able to shape it in a in a good direction. You know, sort of right. we missed we we kind of missed the boat with AI. We can still do a lot, but it's this frontier technology where we can do a lot right now. Uh, and I think you know, for one, data privacy and data security is hugely important. Uh, so being able to protect our data and organizations protecting our data is huge. Uh, and then on the AI side, that's that's very much interrelated, right? Uh, if you get access to data, and it's not just the security piece of it, which is very important, but it's also the uh, the idea that quantum computing will enable us to do things that we wouldn't, we we couldn't in the past. So things like de-identify. Uh, typically now, when it comes to data privacy, we do things like de-identify and anonymize data. Uh, but there's potential for a quantum computer to be able to more intelligently work with these big data sets and kind of put the puzzle pieces back together. You know, as if we put the data through the shredder, the quantum computer may be able to, in a, in a more intelligent way, put it back together. Um, so we have to think about things like that. We have to think about things like, um, like you were saying, getting access to models and being able to, to manipulate them in, um, in new ways. And, yeah. and it's, all, uh, it's all very interesting. And, and, and there's a lot of opportunity here. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like you're saying, I mean, this is such a, with great power comes great responsibility, mm-hmm. like they're saying, and but even more applies to quantum computing, like you say, right? I mean, uh, this is a great example, right? You know, you can uh, de-identify or re-identify, or like I said, you know, putting the shredder pieces together, basically, mm-hmm. you have the power and you have the power to run these, which are typically um, non-linear or exponential problems to solve, right. right? If you want to put these pieces together, but hey, you get a you get a computer that is perfect at solving nonlinear problems in linear time. So think exactly. about it. Right? So ah. that's not good. And if you think of genomics, right? You know, mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that makes it really hard for us to um, to understand genomes in a in a really mm-hmm. um, nuanced way is that it's just such big data, right? right. Um, but again, you're, what you're talking about the the power of quantum may very well unlock our ability to really, really understand genetic data. Um, and so securing that, making it ethical, that's that's huge too. That's huge. And it's it's also not just huge for like, you know, for the sake of doing the right thing, like for the sake of humanity, but it's also important for your business. Because like if, if certain things um, are done not in a responsible way, you will immediately get outcalled on social media, for example, right? There were a bunch of examples that happened, for example, with uh, a big social media platform that had an automatic photocropping cropping algorithm, right? And that was mm-hmm. preferring, that was totally biased. And there was a big um, outcry for a reason, of course, right? And yeah. so, well, you want to prevent that, basically. And that's why that digital ethics and responsible AI, but irresponsible, you know, computing in general is is very important for the business. Hugely important. Yeah, it's it's not just quantum computing, but it's you know, quantum computing sort of represents this continuation of yeah. we're we're advancing in in computing and technology, and and you've got to keep up and you have to stay ahead in order to um, you know not face that. 
And uh, it's hugely important for business leaders and organization leaders to start thinking about this um, so that they can be ahead because you're right, we live in a new era. Um, And a side note, I I have the awesome opportunity to work with the World Economic Forum to put out governance principles, sort of suggesting how organizations can uh, go about addressing governance in, in a quantum world. Um, and that very much deals with ethics. So keep an eye out for that if you are you know, a business leader and, and those will be some good guidelines about how to sort of address and approach this, this coming quantum era. Awesome. Well, looking much forward to that. And it's great that you're already part of that expert group that is thinking ahead of it and uh, thinking already about the implications as will happen. Well, we could talk for many more hours, um, but we're already at the end of the, our short show. Uh, thank you so much, Rebecca, for joining us today and sharing your insights and your journey. Very much appreciated. Renee, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, and thanks everyone for joining us today for yet another episode of Qubytes, your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. Well, watch our blog, you know, follow our social media and all of that to hear all about the next episodes that are coming out. Take care and see you soon. Bye-bye. Oh,